2: Normally, because I did say this on the show, this is normally the time where Izzo gets that whole January, February, Izzo. When everybody starts to doubt him and everybody starts to say, well, Tom, maybe you're losing a step. I, I sat in that press conference. He looked like a different man. And I've been covering this team since Izzo got there in 95. And I don't think he's having fun. Izzo loves the game of basketball. Never denied that. I don't think he likes his team and I don't think he's having fun because he keeps talking about the stuff he can't do. He can't say I I used to be able to do this, but now I got to coddle him. I can't. He's not himself. And I equated it to you're in a long relationship or you're in a marriage. And then all of a sudden you and your wife used to hang out and you party and you went to concerts. And then one day everything changed because your wife says, I'm not going to drink anymore. Your wife comes in and says, you know what? I found the Lord and I'm not going to do that. You didn't. You still love her, but your life has now changed because you can't do the same things that you once did and you're not enjoying yourself. You're not enjoying that relationship as much as you used to enjoy it. So one of you would have to change. And I think the time being 69 is not really trying to adapt and change, but he can't really do the things that he wants to do. My thing is this: if I was Tom, I'm gonna go out being me. I'm gonna go out doing it my way, and if I get canceled, yep. I get canceled. But at least I'll know I didn't compromise anything. I didn't compromise myself.
3: No, I agree with that. It it kind of feels a little bit like the 2010, 2011 team that had a whole lot of expectations to start the year. Yeah. Had some. I mean, obviously, this team didn't have off court issues like the 2011 team did with Corey Lucius and Chris Allen getting kicked off. But it just seemed like he hated his team yeah. and like they barely got in the tournament. I think they got a 10 seed, got knocked out. And then the following year, you know, things got back to the way that they were. And he got some more recruits in. That was Draymond senior year and they got a one seed, but there was a leader that he can lean on. He could be the, the coach on the court. And it kind of went back to, the way that he wants to coach and just with this group it seems like they haven't really had a leader since cassius and tillman left and so you know i think tyson walker's a great player just don't think he's a leader aj right doesn't want to be the leader malik hall nice guy starting to play a lot better as Stephen bardo would say getting that senioritis he realizes the the end is close, so he's turned it up but still not a leader you know the fact that you've got You know, David Smith multiple times saying at home didn't look like we were ready to play. Didn't look like we were locked in, like having to deliver a fiery halftime speech against Michigan at home because you weren't playing well. It's like it's Michigan. Is Izzo trying to go for 700? Like, why does David Smith need to fire you guys up against the rival team? You know, you're playing against Iowa at home. You're coming off this win streak. You got a chance to get a double bye in the Big Ten tournament. And he's saying that I could tell in warmups we weren't locked in and, you know, comments coming out after the game of, yeah, we just weren't locked in the way we needed to to start the game. And it's just like, how many times does this have to happen with pretty much a full upperclassman team that's, you know, in terms of the regular players? Like, how many times does this have to happen? So I can see why Izzo, if if it is true that he doesn't like his team, I can see why. Well, here's the thing, though.
2: You've now hit a new milestone, and it's sad because they keep hitting new bad milestones, but Mm -hmm. this is going to be the first time that in a four-year stretch, Izzo had a team lose double-digit games. Lost 13. I think you lost 13 for the last three years. You're already at 11. So let's just say you lose to Purdue, that's 12. You're good you you're, you're going to lose probably in the tournament and in the Big 10 tournament. Yep. you are going to have more losses. The last time he had this was right after the 3 final fours, but he was a younger guy, but it was the 2002, 2003, 2004 team, but then 2005 they go to the final four. They surprised everybody. I think that was the Allen Anderson led team. Yep. All of a sudden they went out and they beat Duke and they beat Kentucky uh in Austin, Texas and they got that thing done. They're losing like he's looking at this group. And for the last four years, he's just seen nothing but losses. Like you're barely over 500 in the Big Ten over the last four years. You could see the frustration weighing on him. And I think he is befuddled and not knowing exactly what I can do to, to fix this. Now, I do think a lot of this bases off of the recruiting that he did from 2019 on where well, he didn't go and get those, the plan A guys. He got a lot of plan B guys. And then nobody wants to be called a plan B guy, but let's just call it what it is. He didn't get the recruits that he wanted to bring in there. And now you're sitting here and, you know, you've got some of the younger guys. And you know, I do think that the leader, unfortunately, got shot. I think Jeremy Fear was yep. all set to take yep. this team over. I, Harold, I, I, I I said, by the time the Big Ten play rolled around, he was going to take AJ's spot. Yep. And he was going to be the starting point guard. He was going to be that leader. He was going to be that guy. He gets shot. He's not going to play. I'm assuming he's going to get red shirted, but let's face it, nobody who really uses a red shirt nowadays right. in basketball. If he's good, he's going to be gone in a couple of years. But that was going to be the guy. And, 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 You know, I look at the class coming in next year and they're good, but I don't see this prolific score that's going to really help get you to that next level that. Yeah, I mean, ever since I, I would say this is where I think Tom has to really go back to what he did to get this team above water. He had the portal, and he went out there and he got Tyson Walker. He went out there and he got Joey Hauser. Those guys elevated him. He didn't want to do it this year. And I think if he does that again next year, that's going to be the detriment of him because at, at this point, it's almost like you're fighting to win. And, you know, are you trying to win a title or are you trying to prove a point? That that would be the question that I would ask him.
3: No, I think that's fair, especially when it comes to the recruiting. Uh, if you look at the 2018 to 22 classes, there's, what, 16 high school players in there. So I'm not going to count Hauser. I'm not going to count Walker. But from that group of 16 players, I mean, how many would you say, you know what, they had a really good career here? Maybe Malik Hall, Aaron Henry.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
3: Maybe Gabe Brown. Right. I mean, they were good. They weren't great.
2: They weren't memorable. They weren't like, oh my God, you know, you're not going to have an argument of should you be hanging – they're, you know, their jersey, and, you know, I right. really miss them. It's like, yeah, you're No right. first-team, big-team
3: guys. Yeah,
2: first-round picks. Like, uh, no, just good guys. But, yeah, right. now you got Malik Hall. You know, I guess you'll have A.J., but once again, right, it's like, okay, well, you know, Fears was already here. He was going to take over. You're hoping that it was going to be Xavier Booker, but he didn't play this year. So, right. You don't know. Cohen Carr is great for dunks. Right. And the only thing I can hope for Cohen Carr is he, his career patterns Jason Richardson. Jason Richardson, most people don't realize, Richardson was on the 2000 National Championship team. He only played seven minutes a game, six, seven minutes a game. And Good he cue. literally came in to dunk the ball. That yep. was it. They ran the alley-oop play. He would dunk, and people would lose their mind. But then the next year, he became You know, he he then averaged I think 21 points a game, became the leading scorer, became a lottery pick. If you're Cohen Carr, every time I see him walking in the basketball building, I was like, how come you're not out shooting 500 jumpers? Why, Why ain't you out trying to get better? I I don't know if they have that guy. I mean, you're bringing in, ironically enough, Richardson's kid is coming in next year. I don't know if they got that score coming in, that guy that's going to be that prolific guy that I do think that maybe Izzo needs to go after, get a nice little NIL package together and go after one of the top transfers to really jumpstart this team. Very similar to what you saw Tennessee do with Rick Barnes. And now, you know, they're one of the better teams because they went out and got a transfer. And you did that with Tyson. And you take away Tyson, this team's not the same.
3: Yeah, and and I think the thing that's interesting is – it doesn't have to be a transfer from a Power Five program. Like we've seen, you know, Dalton Connect for Tennessee came from Northern Colorado. Like yeah. Tyson Walker was Northeastern. Like we're seeing all of these Big Ten players. You know, Marcus Domask was Southern Illinois. Like Lance Jones was Southern Illinois. Yeah. You know, you got uh, Ben Cricky from Iowa, who killed Michigan State last week. He was a Valpo guy. Like there are guys that are at the mid-major level who can come up and help you. Like it doesn't just have to be oh, well, it's a disgruntled guy. At right, you ain't got to get the 100
2: biggest in the world.
3: Right. Like, sure, if you had a guy like that that could help you, fine. It's an Alabama guy who, you know, feels like he should be playing more and he's not and he helps you in your offense, fine. But there are a lot of players who can play all over the country, especially if you need them for just a year or two. You're already grown, man. You're 21, 22 years old. You don't have to worry about the physicality aspect. And a lot of times they can step right in. And even if they're not leading your team and scoring, they're absolutely a rotation player that can help. Them. And yeah. so it just feels like it shouldn't be this hard to find a guy that can help you fit When pretty much everybody in the big Ten did it this year. No, nah, you're right. Uh, before we wrap up,
2: can you help Doug McDaniel?
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue.